Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, along with special guest host Tim High from Mackinac Island Tourism. Halloween is right around the corner, so to celebrate the holidays under the sea, there's a Sea Life Tricks or Treats event at Great Lakes Crossings. In Boyne Falls, you can ride the Boyne chairlift to see the magical foliage as part of the trip. Speaking of magic, the American Museum of Magic is inviting you over for the Halloween holiday, and the annual Douglas Halloween Parade for Adults is back for another rousing show. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Glad to be back again this week to talk Halloween one more time because we're getting rather close to that. And I'm also happy to bring back as special guest host, Tim High from Mackinac Island Tourism. Welcome back, Tim. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me back. And why, what a fun month to be talking about things all Halloween. And this show, we're going to start out in Auburn Hills with Dana McCallumore, and she's an aquarist of Sea Life Aquarium. And she's got this great event called Celebrate Halloween Under the Sea, Trick and Treats. Dana, welcome to the show and tell us about your event. Yeah, this event is going to be amazing, celebrating all things Halloween. Our Tricks and Treats event is starting now through October 31st, and guests can enjoy special Halloween decorations all throughout the aquarium. Uh, they can collect special Halloween treats, meet uh, the sea witch that will be doing meet and greets, and we also have some special Halloween story time events and educational talks about all of our spooky creatures like our wolf eel, batfish, and moon jellyfish. Well, you know, I love the fact that, uh, first off, Sea Life is at Great Lakes Crossings, and Sea Life is just a really cool place. We'll ask you uh, more details about that in a minute. But the fact that, that you've brought in some of the um, the fish, so to speak, that are there, I'm, I'm assuming all the time, and kind of bring in the spooky names like batfish. I've never heard of a batfish before. Yeah, the name of the species. They are really cool. And um, also our moon jellies, they are really beautiful. And yeah, they all fall into this Halloween theme, so it's perfect. <laughs> That's cool. And wolf eels. What is a wolf eel? Yeah, a wolf eel. Um, he, Our wolf eel that we have, his name is Tom. Um, <laughs> he uh, likes to hang out uh, in his little cave that he has. Um, eels like to spend a lot of time hiding in uh, caves and crevices in the rock work. But um, he's a really special type of fish. Um, wolf eels actually aren't uh, a type of eel. They are a fish, but um, they are really cool. Huh. Well, it sounds like it. You know, Dave majored in underwater basket weaving at Western <laughs> Michigan University. <laughs> you and got I, it. And I see that you have a, something here called underwater pumpkin carving. Tell us about that and who can get involved. Yeah, so 
we have real pumpkins here that we are going to be carving, and then we will be doing a special dive into our big ocean tank. <laughs> and our green sea turtles will be having a special treat with those pumpkins. We will be feeding them the pumpkins directly while we are in the water. And everyone is welcome to come by and see that happen at our big ocean view uh, window. Well, you know, we really should talk about sea life in general first, because I should have thought about this. A lot of people might not have been to sea life before, and you do have all these opportunities to see all these uh, underwater animals. Tell us about sea life itself and, and the way it's set up and what we can see when we visit. Sure. Well, at sea life, we have uh, many different tanks, many different species of fish, a wide variety, including freshwater fish that you can see right here in Michigan that are native to Michigan. And we have lots of saltwater species and different uh, themes of our tanks, including a harbor area. We have our touch pool tank with anemones and sea stars. And we have um, our large ocean tank exhibit that includes a lot of cool species like uh, cow nose stingrays, southern stingrays, our sea turtles, and our uh, sharks that we have, including our nurse sharks and our black tip breech sharks. Well, it's it's really great that uh, we have this big aquarium that uh, we can see all this uh, real life uh, underwater exhibit that you offer. Now, you mentioned the sea anemones. We're allowed to touch some of them. Explain that. Yeah, so at our touch pool tank, um, anyone is welcome to come and touch them and feel what they feel like. And it's a really cool experience. It's the hands-on, face-to-face experience with them. And there's a couple different species in there, so you can see how different they are. And it's really cool to be able to feel them. Huh. That, that does sound like fun. Well, the whole thing sounds like fun. I mean, I, I love just visiting sea life just any time of the year, but right now would be a, a good time to go with your kind of fall-themed uh, um, creature enrichments, as you put it, uh, all the different other things that you do. Uh, is there a time when, when people can come and see how you, you care for the various fish in the aquariums? Yeah, um, we are open every day of the week. Um, Monday through Saturdays, um, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Sundays, 10 to 6 p.m., and uh, any time of the day, you will see us aquarists uh, working with the animals, feeding them, giving them their special enrichment treats, and yeah, any time of the day. Sounds like fun, and I love the fact that you're actually encouraging kids to come on in and their uh, Halloween uh, costumes and such, and take some pictures with some of those spooky creatures like a batfish or a wolfie in the background or whatever it is. Uh, you can you can do that at Sea Life right now. Their tricks and treats celebrate Halloween under the sea activity happening right now through the end of October. If you'd like to find out more, go to this website, visit sealife.com forward slash Michigan, and you'll learn all about it. Thank you to our aquarist, never heard that word before, <laughs> from Sea Life Aquarium, uh, Dana McCallumore. Uh, really happy that you joined us today, Dana. And we're going to head up north next to the Boyne area, see what it's like up at this time of year, right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org.
It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, along with Tim High from Mackinac Island Tourism as our special guest host again this week. And I know we're going to head to uh, one of those areas that you, like me, uh, we both love. Absolutely. It's close to home for me and uh, one of my favorite spots, and it's Boyne Falls. We're going to speak to our good friend Erin Ernst, and she's the Director of Communications at Boyne Resorts, and she has some very colorful things to talk to us about, including things that you can see with the new Sky Bridge. So, Erin, welcome to the show, and tell us what's going on in October. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, Skybridge, Michigan. We just celebrated our one-year anniversary on October 15th, so <laughs> officially one year in, and uh, you know, what a great season to be able to go up and experience Skybridge, Michigan. You know, it's truly one of those attractions where you get the bird's eye view of the surrounding fall foliage, and um, it's just a really neat experience if, uh, if anyone's not familiar with it or hasn't done it yet. Um, Skybridge, Michigan is the world's longest timber-towered suspension bridge located at Boyne Mountain. So it's 1,200 feet long. We sit 118 feet above the valley floor, and it's a suspension bridge. So it does move when you're on it. So that really adds to the thrill aspect <laughs> to it. Um, there's also a 36-foot panel glass right in the middle of the bridge. Um, but it's a really great experience, whether that kind of frightens you or whether you're all in on it. Um, you know, it's something that the little kids can do all the way up to grandparent level, and everybody just loves it. Now, Aaron, I guess I, I didn't catch that part. Are you saying there's like uh, there's glass in some part of that bridge that you walk on? There is, yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. thirty six feet of it is wow, right in the center of the bridge, wow. so you can do the uh, hashtag pass the glass if you want to take a picture of your feet and looking down to the valley floor below. Um, and it's always funny because some people really like just love that thrill of that, love you know the the clear view all the way down. Oh, and yeah. there are some people that will sit with their chin straight up so that they cannot have to look down <laughs> and just tiptoe their way right on over it. So. That's not not a bad idea. I, I kind of yeah. get it. So. How how many people do you think have uh, visited the Sky Bridge since opening a year ago? Oh gosh, um, I don't, I don't have that number, but a lot. <laughs> you know, it's been um, the nice thing about Sky Bridge is, um, you know, it really does offer that different view in each season. So we are open year round with Sky Bridge Michigan. So over the winter time, you're over the heads of skiers and snowboarders below, and it's really like a neat experience for people who don't even ski because they get to ride a chairlift up and then cross this bridge and be able to see kind of winter sports taking place like that. So, um, you know, and then again through spring and summer. So as you're seeing everything kind of come to life so it's really great and we do see people coming back for multiple seasons so they were here this summer they said they're coming back this fall or fall into winter so um, it's really great to be able to bring people you know specifically here to experience Skybridge in the region. Aaron take us back to the first time that you took Skybridge Michigan and what were the thoughts that went through your head? Um, the first time that I, I went across? Yes. Um, I don't love heights, honestly. So <laughs> for me, I was like, okay, I've got to do this. Um, but I was a little a little nervous about it. Um, it's a beautiful structure, beautiful just for anyone to truly come up and see, even if you don't love heights. Um, there's a nice expanse that you can walk around and see the bridge beyond that. But truly, you feel very comfortable up there. And I have, of course, now crossed it many, many times. <laughs> um, and I have no problem at all with it. So um, like they 
like I said, if you really don't want to kind of take in that looking down or, you know, that type of thing, you can look straight ahead while you're walking and just straight across to like all of the surrounding Boyne Valley views and have a really wonderful time. So most people we see are able to make it. It just depends on how fast or slow they end up walking across the bridge. (laughs) True. Yeah. Well, it is Halloween time, so it's that time to be scared anyway. So it just seems to (laughs) kind of fit. In fact, you have an event. Uh, called Heights and Frights. What is that? We do, yeah. For Halloween weekend, we like to have some fun, so we bring in um, all of your favorite villain characters, like a Captain Jack Sparrow, Cruella, the Evil Queen, and so mm. people can come up and take photos with those characters and get to meet with them up on the bridge uh, on October 28th from noon to three. Um, and um, yeah, we just have a lot of other activities too. We do our Halloween hoopla, um, and that's more family oriented, where we do you know face painting and balloon twist. And of course, trick or treating, pumpkin painting. Um, there's all kinds of events that take place um, for the families and as well as for adults with a little pub crawl. So, um, lots of great things to explore over the weekend. That sounds like fun. I know another of your Halloween uh, events is called Potion and Plunder Halloween Bash. Yes. Yeah, so we do that um, with uh, the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus and also (laughs) Jack Sparrow. Um, So another event in which you can really just go in. Kids love to be able to meet with these characters, so it's just a really fun time. Um, We do some Halloween uh, costume contests. They get to do some crafts. Um, and just spend an evening that's from 5 to 8 on October 28th. Well, it's, it's just fantastic that, that you offer all these additional activities, you know, kind of in the non-skiing time of the year, uh, yep. the bridge, the fun Halloween events, on top of, like, the zip lining and, uh, uh, you know, the mountain biking and horseback riding. It's just amazing all the things you can do at Boyne. There really is, and it's available, like, in every season. There is so much to explore. So if you've not been, I definitely encourage you to check out all of the attractions. And um, like I said, there's something for everyone. Erin, can you tell us about uh, kind of the, the new look of Boyne Mountain? It seems like you're always updating things, but you've uh, refreshed so many of the rooms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we um, our most recent renovation was to Chalet Edelweiss, um, which is um, our European inspired lodge facility. And um, it's a more boutique hotel, 35 rooms in there. Um, but it's kind of a Swiss Austrian inspired and uh, it's a beautiful lodge, all newly done, sits right up on the hill in the base of the village area. So um, great new accommodations there. And as you said, there's always so much happening too um, that's fresh and new. We've got some construction happening with a couple new lifts that are coming in for this winter season, um, new changes into our tubing area. So we've got a magic carpet there that's going in. Um, so always lots of exciting things. Well, and, and you know, I don't, I don't know what the fall colors are going to look like uh, when people head over. Uh, maybe they're going to be mostly gone, but I just love being in that area anyway. It's a beautiful view. Uh, do you take, um, you know, either if you're going to go up to take the bridge or if you're just going to go up and just kind of enjoy the, the lift, uh, what's, what do you do to, to, to get up there? Do you take just one lift this time you- of year? Yeah, yeah, that's great. You do take a chairlift up, so that's part of the experience and part of the Skybridge ticket. The other nice thing with the ticket is that you um, can cross the bridge as many times as you'd like. So you start with a chairlift ride up, you walk over to Skybridge uh, and are able to cross that. A lot of people like taking a paved loop that comes back around, and so that does give that view of the full spance of the bridge that you get to see with the colors behind it. Um, but you're welcome to go back and across. There's also, we have a Disciples Overlook where we have a 
a food truck there. There's bonfires areas, so you can get food and drinks and hang out a bit as well. So you can really make it into a fuller experience. And it also connects to hiking trails, so you can walk a bit if you want. There's biking trails from the top of Boy Mountain. So, um, yeah, can do that or just turn around and come right back down. Or there's also the Eagle's Nest that sits up there um, with some additional food and drink and view opportunities. Sounds like fun, Erin. And, of course, there's no rest at all when you're at a Boyne uh, Mountain Resort. <laughs> What's uh, Quickly, tell us uh, some of the things that you have looking forward to with ski season just around the corner. Yeah, we do. We have, um, gosh, we have so much that's happening there, too. Um, we have, uh, you know, the two new lifts that are coming in. Um, we have changes to our on-hill experience. We have two new snow cats, so that's being added to the fleet to help with our grooming. Of course, always investments in snowmaking. Um, as it pertains to Skybridge, Michigan, we're going to have a light experience this winter. So um, that will be really fun and will be offered during the, the kind of core of the season, probably December through about March. Um, gosh, what else? There's so much. Uh, I, I see have... you have a wreath fest schedule. Oh, we do. Yes, yes. We have a wreath fest that's coming in November 11th. And so that event is all about um, creating your own wreath. So we'll put, supply everything uh, to be able to do it. But you're actually the one creating your own wreath with the guidance. Right. Um, yeah, to be able to create that and decorate your door and bring it home. Well, it's amazing. It's an amazing place. Boyne Mountain, Grand Mountain. You're going to just love the entire experience. Uh, we could go on and on and on because it's that great. But this time of the year, you really do need to make it a point to take that Mountain Express lift, go up and check that beautiful sky bridge. You'll love it. You'll love everything about Boyne. We want to thank Aaron Ernst for being with us today. The website is boynemountain.com. We're going to talk about magic in Marshall next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan with Tim High, our special guest host from Mackinac Island Tourism. Tim, I'm really excited about this next guest and this next topic. You know what? We're going to pull a pumpkin out of our hat on this one, Dave. Ooh, okay. We're going to talk to Mickey Blashfield from the American Museum of Magic, and they have a lot of Halloween events going on. Of course, that's in Marshall, Michigan, and Mickey is a board member with the American Museum of Magic, and Oh, Mickey, we just can't wait to hear what you have to say about what's going on right now with lantern tours and your spooktacular and all things with your museum in October. Magic is uh, synonymous with Michigan, uh, mainly because in uh, 1926, Houdini's last performance and his death on Halloween occurred right here in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, well, what's the story there? I've, I've heard different versions of it, but what, what do you understand about that? He, uh, the, the, the facts of the story are that he had uh, been injured. Uh, he, was, he suffered a punch uh, on his last stop at McGill University and was on his way down with a very high fever, did his last performance at the old Garrick Theater right across uh, formerly... The theater is no longer there, but uh, he performed his last show at the Garrick Theater, 
and collapsed on stage when the curtain descended. Wow. And was taken eventually to Grace Hospital. And he was um, uh, had a appendicitis. His appendix had, had burst. The um, peritonitis was going through his system. And uh, he was unable to recover despite uh, the administration of a special experimental serum and a couple of operations. He, he uh, passed uh, in the afternoon of Halloween 1926. And since then, hmm. Magic Month, uh, to to identify perhaps the best-known magician, Houdini was such a, uh, a promoter, even a century now after his death almost, he is still one of the the uh, the names of magicians that will trickle off people's lips. Well, and it certainly, you know, gives Michigan that uh, notoriety when it comes to magic. How, how did uh, the, the American Museum of Magic end up in Marshall, Michigan? Well, uh, Bob and Elaine Lund, Bob um, collected magic memorabilia, uh, posters mainly, and then uh, plenty of props and corresponded with the the greats of the golden age of magic and his collection when he retired um, uh, he saw a uh, building in Marshall Michigan a great historic downtown uh, great community great support of the organizations and the arts and he wanted to uh, move what had uh, you know with storage and and uh, whatnot he moved it all to one location and it fills two buildings uh, in, in Marshall, a former bakery. Uh, and since 1978, um, April Fool's Day of 1978, to be exact, when uh, the museum opened, he created um, the most unique wallpaper of any uh, museum. We have original posters of the greats of magic, uh, small and large performers, and small and large posters as well, too. Um, and it's all the original artwork and lithographs and promotion of their day, the Internet of their day, as we usually say on tours. And it's uh, uh, the museum is a self-guided tour on, on most days. We're open from uh, Wednesday through Sunday each week uh, until uh, November 1st. We will close for the season. But um, um, Magic Month, we are programming uh, specifically to uh, try to celebrate and bring some attention to uh, performing magicians. And we've got some great activities going on in the uh, in the month of October uh, this year. Yeah, I see that you have evening lantern tours. Uh, talk about something spooky at uh, Halloween time of the year. And one of them is coming up on the 28th. Now, for those that don't want to go to a haunted house and have, uh, uh, you know, uh, scares and people jumping out at you, these are the true stories behind the scenes, pulling back the curtain a little bit on uh, the um, kind of macabre, uh, but absolutely true stories of uh, magic, magic's history. Uh, uh, people who died during their performance trying to catch a bullet or being buried alive. Oh. Um, escaping from a, uh, a, a theater that was um, uh, a fire next door at the, uh, at the pharmacy, and everyone got out of the theater. Um, now, to, to put names with those and hear all the details, of course, 
she'll have to come to the Lantern <laughs> Tours. Mm-hmm. Our next one will be uh, uh, Saturday, October 28th, 7 and 8.30. And these will fill up. So if you are interested, please uh, please check our website uh, or uh, dial our uh, phone number and make your reservations. It'll be a great opportunity to come to Marshall, see uh, see the actual artifacts, see the actual posters, and hear the absolutely true details of the backstage view of some of these magicians. I see that uh, in addition to those stories that you, you mentioned, uh, murder and mishaps and scandal and all it just does sound like fun and, and you do limit the groups so you need to to know in we, advance we and kind of book so it. that everybody can have a wonderful yeah. experience yeah. going through the museum which will be lit by um uh, led candles um with that much paper around we wouldn't uh, risk having uh, real candles but uh it'll be a, a a little bit of a spooky atmosphere there'll mm-hmm. be some uh, magicians that are are performing uh as well too to help illustrate these stories and and get everybody in the mood for magic and uh if you are um if you if you want to make a day of it earlier in the afternoon one o'clock uh, a magician named john dudley from the grand rampants area will be uh, performing uh his spectacular show at one o'clock in the afternoon at our uh, magic box theater in the museum and if you're uh, if you're going on the lantern tour, you can get into uh, to see that um, uh, for free because you'll have paid your admission already. Uh, but uh, if you want to make a day of it, have dinner in uh, historic Marshall. Uh, it'll be a, a great afternoon of uh, of magic, mirth, and mystery. It does sound like fun. So that's John Dudley's Halloween Spooktacular, also on the twenty eighth. Also on the 28th, yes, Um, and that will be, you know, just a couple days before Halloween, so everyone should be in the spirit. The Town of Marshall does a um, uh, a skeleton uh, tour as well, too. Right. Forgot about that. Each of the shops uh, will have skeletons out on the street and all of that. Uh, It should be great atmosphere and a great day. And it's such a beautiful town. I mean, Marshall really is just so, so cool. And I love the fact that the American Museum of Magic is located right there in Marshall. It just seems to, to make perfect sense. Now, um, to get into the museum, there's there's a uh, ticket to get into the museum. Do you actually have to book that in advance, or can you just stop by? To, to get into the museum on a, a regular day, no. Uh, just for the lantern tours, so that we can uh, limit the, um, uh, you know, limit the uh, participation. Mm-hmm. So everybody has a great experience with that tour. Uh, you'll need to get your tickets for that by uh, by logging onto our website, uh, the American Museum of Magic dot com, or dial our uh, phone number, and our uh, staff can help you with that two six nine seven eight one seven five seven zero. Tickets for the Lantern Tour are $25, uh, and it'll be about an hour experience. Um, great opportunity, a great excuse to uh, to pair that with dinner either before or after at one of the wonderful eateries in, uh, in Marshall. And um, uh, if, you, if, you, if you want to be there earlier in the day, like I said, you'll, you'll have free access to the museum based on your 
admission for the Lantern Tours and uh, hear some of the uh, uh, stories of the other props that we won't be featuring uh, in, mm-hmm. the, in the Lantern Tours. But um, it, it, this is like the Smithsonian of magic. It is the largest collection of magic and memorabilia open to the general public in the Western Hemisphere. I had heard that. That's right. It's all the uh, collection, uh, the, the, the basis of it, the uh, whatnot, is uh, uh, one man's life work. And you'll see those, those props. Some of the things you won't see are some of our, our one, most guarded treasures. Um, Bob's correspondence and his files of the magicians. And that's in a separate building, our archive building. Well, the, the um, thing is, you can always come back another time after coming for this Lantern Tour on the 28th. But when you open up for the season next year, see what's happening in that other building, too. It, it really is worth the trip. And any trip to Marshall is going to be enjoyable. So here's the website that uh, Mickey talked about, American Museum of com, And our thanks to Mickey Blashfield for being with us today. We're going to wrap up the program over in Douglas. It's coming up next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, along with Tim High from Mackinac Island Tourism, our special guest host. And Tim, uh, this is your second week in a row you've guest hosted this time. So thanks again for being back uh, with us. Always, always a lot more fun uh, when Nick can't be here and you can be here or some of our other friends who guest host. So really appreciate you being here. Where are we heading to next? Well, Dave, thanks for having me. And we're going to go to Douglas, Michigan now. And I can feel the anticipation of this event already building. Mm-hmm. We get to speak with Erin Wilkinson, and she's the director of events with Histopolis Productions. But let's go back to what she's doing. She is working on the 25th annual Douglas Halloween Parade for Adults. <laughs> Oh, Aaron, I need to know all about this. <laughs> well, we're pretty excited to be celebrating our, our 25th anniversary downtown Douglas this year. It has definitely grown in leaps and bounds each year. It kind of has uh, an infectious enthusiasm about it that sort of hits social media, and then every year more people come. So last year we had almost 15,000 people for it. It wow. is really quite a spectacle. Wow. Well, I remember talking to uh, one of the reps last year about this, and uh, I had somehow I had never heard of it before, and you mentioned it. 15,000 people showed up, so it's, and you've been doing it for a while, so it's something I should have known about uh, before. Now, if we want to come to the parade this year, is there still time to get a hotel uh, room in the area? There sure is. And actually, you can visit the Saugatuck Douglas Convention and Visitors Bureau uh, website, saugatuck.com, and they actually have an interactive tool that will show you all kinds of different um, bed and breakfasts and uh, vacation rentals. There's lots of homes in the area to rent, um, but people should hurry because it does book up quickly. I hear from a a lot of the B&B owners and and vacation rental owners uh, tell me that people, as they are checking out from from the current year will register for the same room for the next year because they already know they want to come back for it. <laughs> well, well, and most people think of Saugatuck Douglas is kind of like a, a summer um, uh, destination, but it, like everywhere else, I mean, you're, you're there all the time. So it's nice to see this really big fun event happening kind of later in the season. How did this all come about 25 years ago? 
Well, my mom, uh, Ginger Wilkinson, was actually the driving force behind it. She and my dad used to own a Sagatrick drugstore, and he had always wanted a, a nighttime torch parade uh, for adults because we used to rent Halloween costumes. So she and a couple of her friends in Douglas got together and brainstormed and planned and schemed and eventually just started it. And that first year, it was very... Uh, I think it was either the first or the second year she had a miscommunication with the police and ended up blocking the street with her huge Buick. Uh, so it, it started with much more humble beginnings than it has now. That's funny. What, <laughs> but with all the love and enthusiasm for just, you know, pulling people to our great community to just kind of experience the warmth and hospitality of our small town, you know, year round. And the fall, of course, here is just you know, absolutely gorgeous. It is. Well, and you know, I love it when people come together to celebrate their community and just to be together. We need more of those types of things. And this parade, it's a funny name, the uh, the Douglas Halloween Parade for Adults. It's like, what What do you mean by that? But, but it is a parade that's unlike uh, most parades. Tell us why. Well, it, first of all, it starts at 10 p.m., so that's, that's yeah. why we Different. say it's for adults. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully most of the kids are in bed by then. Yeah. You know, people can certainly bring their children if they like, and some people do. But I always just tell them you want to be prepared for some really adult humor in some of the yeah. costumes. Are, you, know, you might have a little explaining to do to your kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but basically what we do is we just absolutely transform downtown Douglas. Uh, into a, a stage with bright lights and concert quality sound. And then we invite all of those creative little kids who had the most original, inspired homemade costumes. They all grow up and they have to go someplace. <laughs> Douglas is where they go. They, uh, sounds like they've fun. all come. So we, we attract a lot of, um, at this point, there's a lot of groups that get together every year and do it. And they do these huge group costumes that are just the creativity behind it is so next level. You know, I say a couple of years ago, we had a group that did a, um, a synchronized swimming team. <laughs> and they had, you know, PVC pipe with the fabric to make it look like a pool. And then all of the women in the middle were dressed in matching, you know, head, head things and nose pinchers and bathing suits. And they would go down under what looked like the water. And then they'd all come up together and put their hands up and spin. And, oh, it just brought the crowd to, just to their knees uh, laughing. It was so much that fun. That does so, sound like it's different. So so it's not yeah. like most parades where you're, you're basically just kind of walking by or riding by. In fact, are, are there any vehicles in this parade? No, it is specifically a walking parade, but we do have some people roll on wheels. They're just not motorized. We've had a, one of the most creative ones we had one year was a group that did the Flintstones, and they actually built the entire Flintstones vehicle, and it looked very, very, very true to form. And they, they walked, you know, like with their feet, like the Flintstones did down the route. <laughs> um, we've had people on, you know, tandem bikes and um, all kinds of different things. One year we had a, a medical group that had a stretcher with a patient in the middle and they had someone on top doing CPR and pushing, you know, other people pushing. So it's people really get into it and it's as much performance as it is costume. You know, it's people, people don't just do a straight walk of the route. They kind of, they kind of, you know, saunter side to side and really engage the crowd. And it's, it's really a stunning performance every year. It, it, it just drops my jaw every year, the creativity that people come up with it's it's wild well the excitement is building and you must hear what uh that people are working on their on their costumes for this year and their exhibitions uh, what are you hearing anything special going to, that you're going to see this year well i have a feeling we're going to have an appearance by a barbie or two ah, that's, i bet that's a, <laughs> yep we've had we've had barbies before a couple of years ago we had some really creative folks from zealand that created um these boxes on wheels with led lights on the top and the whole nine yards and they 
dressed like Ken and Barbie, and then they walked in the in the box down the route. So I expect we'll probably see that kind of creativity again with Barbie being such a hit, and and some of the other um, groups are, are tight-lipped about what they're doing, yeah. but have told me they've been planning and scheming and working and coordinating dance routines and all kinds of stuff. So I have to tell are, you. I am so sick of that Barbie pink right now. I've just seen it everywhere. <laughs> I just hope it's something else. Dave's more of an Oppenheimer guy. <laughs> yeah, there you, there you go. Uh, yeah, so so now, so the parade itself starts at 10. Do you have any, like, uh, then, then gathering? Is there, uh, like, are, are there, like, food trucks or music or anything like that? Yep. So we start, we tell people to come to town early because there's obviously, you know, so many people coming to town, it's it's packed and parking can get tight, you know, the closer we get to it. Um, but there is a, a free shuttle that runs from Saugatuck uh, to Douglas. So some people park in Saugatuck and go and, you know, get something to eat and do a little shopping and hang out and then take the shuttle to Douglas. Um, but the parade lineup is actually at 9 p.m. And this year on either side of parade lineup, we will have the Oxbow House and History Center are both doing um, fundraisers. So they'll both have a bar available. So paraders, while they're kind of waiting for lineup, can go slink in there and get a little cocktail while they're waiting and put a little money into a good cause. Um, And then there's just tons of things going on all around town. I mean, there's a scavenger hunt and parade judging for the kids in Saugatuck earlier that day. And then there's a a Douglas uh, Haunted Alley that's going to be later in the afternoon and Lots of the different bars and restaurants getting on board with, you know, different themes and fun things that they're doing. And, you know, sometimes you have martinis with um, dry ice, you know, or, or dry ice on the bar kind of mm. spitting out a little little steam. So it's, everybody just kind of gets all in on it. It's I've started to joke that we're the we're the Halloween capital of the Midwest because <laughs> it's really it's the entire town just gets on board for Halloween at this point. It's, oh, it sort of takes over. I, I bet it's a lot of fun. I bet it, it's just such a cool thing. Uh, hey, we're running out of time, Aaron. But if people want to find out more about the 25th annual Douglas Halloween Parade for adults, starts at 10 p.m. on the 28th. Um, where do they go, website-wise? DouglasHalloween.com. DouglasHalloween.com is the website. Find all about it. And we really appreciate Aaron Wilkinson for being with us today. That sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, all of these things we talked about today, I uh, really highly recommend you check out the Sea Life exhibit that you head up to Boyne. Always great. And of course, there in Marshall, the American Museum of Magic. Had a lot of fun. Tim, thanks for joining us as guest host this week and last week. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you, Dave, and thanks for everything you do for all of us in Travel Mission. Always a pleasure. And uh, with that, uh, our time has come to an end. So we'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling.